Welcome to the Double D Do Business Podcast by RLC with your hosts, Dave Evans and Debbie Halls Evans, where they meet each week with guests and discover ways you can help yourself and others become best version businesses, teams, and people. Oh, it started, Debbie. The end of year review by Double D Do Business has commenced. Hello. We are back on New Year's Eve 2020, Debbie. What a year. What a year. Uh, well, yes, it has been a year. And oh, that's true. It's factual. It has been, yes, 365 days. I would like to take a slightly different approach. So, and look at this year as... A year, well, for us, and on a very personal level, and we appreciate um, the luxury that we have, but it's been a good year. It's been a year of doing and taking action and um, supporting and guidance. But also for us, it's been a revelationary because we've moved from Mallorca. We were looking for our forever home, which we've found. We are recording from that said home. Um, we've oh, no, I think I think you should slow that down. Okay. We, we, we relocated back from Mallorca. We had a great time back to Scotland. Yeah. We've settled in Scotland quite well and then found where we wanted to settle permanently. So Apologies if you might hear the dog in the background rolling around, but it's fine. Um, the other thing, though, we, I think we have to declare what Wikipedia says about 2020, because uh, uh, I think sometimes we forget that the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic uh, has led to this equivalent or worse social and economic disruption that was last seen in the Great Depression of the 1930s, globally. Oh, yeah, so and also we've had the comparisons of you know the 1980 influenza virus as well. So we know that and if you actually look at that data, what it's saying is from the influenza to the Great Depression, there was a 12-year gap. Yeah. So, you know, this isn't something that's going to disappear. Interestingly, just been having a conversation with my sister-in-law, in regards to how COVID has transformed and changed life, but also that, you know, we're moving into endemic stage from pandemic and actually getting our heads around that this is something that's going to be with us, like measles, chicken pox, polio, TB, all of these things that are vac you know, vaccine cared for now. But there is a state where now a lot of us can live through that, whereas we didn't live through the last time because it was in the 1800s. So I'd like to put a different spin on the 2020 thing, though, right? I think we should accept all the terrible things that have happened, right? Yes. So we're not dismissing or, or distorting that. It is the single year across every country, every faith, every religion, every community on the planet where people were forced to realise they can change when they need to instantly. That is so true. Yeah. So, so true. And what I... It's a year of, yes, we can. It is a year of yes, we can. It's so true. And I think we've lost a bit of that message during the year. And it is the, it is the year of yes, we can. And I was pulling together a presentation in December uh, for the Master Network um, and also for RLC mm -hmm. about what things are still the same that even despite what's happened in 2020 and what things did we learn. And I think that was the number one business and personal thing people learn around the world. So the examples would be, and it'd be really interesting to get everybody else's feedback from this, but we know from the conversation we've had with our own clients and our own family, um, is that we've made decisions and choices that we may not have made before 
because of circumstance and we've pushed ourselves further than we have done before as well. Yeah, and the other thing, Debbie, about 2020 is when you look back, and we're going to come back to Double DV Business in a second, and look through the calendar year. If you if you listen to this, have a look at Wikipedia 2020. I think you'll be amazed when you just look at some of the months. So much happened. Last January, the Australian bushfires, the Persian Gulf crisis, the, the, the second Libyan civil war. Go right the way. That's all by the 8th of January 2020. Uh, and then you follow it right the way through to the 31st. There's so much that's gone on, including um, the United States-Mexico-Canada agreement. There's loads going on. You look at move into February, the impeachment process uh, playing itself out. Um, the list is massive. And yet we've all been focusing on naturally one major thing. But I think we've lost sight of how much has been happening around the world, including the unraveling of Brexit. Yeah, well, I think what we what we become is we can become very single minded. Um, so I think the things to and I think the the point of this this podcast of just Dave and myself chatting is, you know, looking at some of these reflections and also what learnings do we take away from them. I would also like to add a caveat here. Dave and I do not believe in new you, new start, new this, new that because of a new year. Um, I'm a bit of a, uh, I don't know what the what description would be, is um, from a bar humble kind of concept, because I just see it as another day. I see us progressing into a new year. I don't see that, you know, New Year's resolutions are important because I think you should have fundamental core value goals that you can drive yourself forward on. I have a very different approach than Dave so, so and philosophy. Bar, bar, bar humbug sounds like you're talking about Scrooge. That's what I'm Christmas. saying. Christmas. Yes, I said I didn't yeah. know what they. I didn't know what the same analogy no, would be I, for New Year. New Year resolutions generally are a good global idea for people to go and rapport with, but they're the wrong thing to be doing on the first of January. Yeah. It's the, it, depending where you live in the world, right? Because it can be different if you're living somewhere else. But particularly in the northern hemisphere, it's cold, it's freezing, the days are shorter, it's darker longer. You're starting new things at a time when it's one of the most difficult times to start them, right? So most people quit by middle of January, yeah, if, not and there's no, if not sooner. So, and, and we also set bars that are so high, we've never attained them before. And, and, and most people apply New Year resolutions will have losses in them. So you're penalizing yourself. Yeah, yeah. What joy is there of that? So, so it's about an incremental improvement throughout your day. lifetime yeah and right? it, see as it see it as an improvement of each day just doing something and i know better so it might be it could be even to this extreme so you might decide that you want to drink more water so rather than going and saying i'm going to drink three liters of water when you don't drink a glass at all every day is you just have half a glass of water or you have a sip of water i think people just go so far out that it just nothing ever seems attainable and as a human being, small compound improvements, incremental improvements every day create a huge impact, don't they? Totally. Um, last last year, um, somebody I, I, we both know, Keith, who was on the show a couple of episodes yeah. ago, um, started his burpee challenge. Yeah. And, and that challenge was insane about how many of you out there like to do one burpee? On the 1st of January, he did one burpee. On the 2nd of January, he yeah. did three. Two. Uh, no, oh, one, one plus years, two, yeah. Years, yeah. And he was doing them in a compound way. And, and before he got injured halfway through, he was doing so many burpees. And what's crazy about Keith, if anyone saw any of his Facebook posts, he was then inventing burpees that were just, you know, you, you had to be fit just to do one of them. 
Now, but it's an example of the compound effect. Well, I want us to really zero in, Debbie, to the listener, and that is new your resolution or ask yourself this question. What do you want in 2021? Then ask yourself this second question. What do you need to notice more of in 2021? So what do you want? What do you need to notice more of? And while you're at it, you may as well have a look at what do you spend most of your time noticing? You know, for example, you know, there are lots of ways to build rapport with people you care about. Are you one of these people who build rapport with negative conversation, gossip, moaning about something? What if next year you just didn't do that anymore? As an idea. Okay. So what I want to do as well, thank you, Dave, yeah. uh, was look at, so Double D has done two seasons. This is yeah. our last of season three. Um, and I just wrote down all of the episodes um, and it fascinates me because the conversation we've had have been really rich. They've been really valuable um, individuals having the opportunity to speak. So we've had over 30 guests, which yeah. is amazing. Um, and we've gone about from being better, from growth to self-development. We've covered death by suicide, micro-leadership, adventure. Uh, we've talked about your understudy, so being prepared and, and, you know, what's your next step within your business. We've talked about behaviour hacking. We transitioned and looked at all the things that COVID had driven, the yes, we can attitude of virtual events. Um, how do we live and work from home? Mm. Uh, working with your partner and in a completely different way of working. Uh, we talked about cultural engagement. We did a lot about diversity, inclusion, and equality. We talked about duplicity in life with Martin, um, which was a really great one of how you do two or three or four jobs all at the same time, not hustles, but actual jobs and actually taking the skills and transferring them across. Gender equality, we talked about wealth, we talked about mindset management, uh, vulnerability, and then we finished again, which was how we started, even season two, around diversity and diversification uh, with Karen. And there's that mindset management thing, Debbie, there, there was, um, many of you might have noticed, we've also been doing the Dollar Dream Club uh, since December the 1st. Yeah. We, were listening, we were watching a film yesterday, weren't we? We've watched several, but yeah. Yeah, and what was it called again? Which one? The one we watched Charlie yesterday. Booker. Yes, Jesse Parks, the singer. Oh, uh, Wild Rose. Sorry. We didn't watch Charlie Booker yet. I thought we did. Yeah. No, we didn't. We watched the country movie, okay. the last scene from Glasgow. Yeah. And there was a lyric in one of the songs that talked about anything worthwhile on the outside has to start from the inside first. So we've that great big list that you've heard about. If you're listening to Double D today and you want to change something in 2021. I just want to just pause for a moment and I'm going to say this really slowly and I hope I don't offend anybody, but I might, because it might sound patronizing, Debbie. It isn't. It's time the world wakes up and realizes the changes you're looking outside need to happen on the inside of you first. And we were talking with Matt Ponte recently, weren't we, about everyone needs to know that. It's not what the and it's not what, what you see in the mirror. It's not what you look at. It's not what you're listening to. It's what you decide inside your head and how you de dedicate your time to mastering that that's going to transform your future. And we want everyone, I want everyone to know that. Great. 
and I think it's important. I do, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a lesson in a conversation that doesn't get had. It might get had in private or you might discuss it with a very close friend, but I do think people hide away from these kind of conversations and we, we're not sure uh, why that might happen. So if you do want to talk about it and it's just a conversation, just get in touch with us. We're, we're all Debbie at rlc-global.com. Feel free to do that. The other thing that we were doing as well is, which is, and, and I've spoken about this quite a bit over the past month, but in regards to is we love this time of year. It is a time of reflection and review, which you should do regularly. Um, because it also means that you're much more higher in gratitude and acceptance and you're much more aware of what is happening in your life because we can just bulldoze through it. And one of the things, we were hiking up one of the hills here uh, up in the Scottish Highlands and Dave asked a question about what are the, the things that you're going to take away and your reflections of 2020. So what are yours, what are yours Debbie? Right, so I then, me being me, had to simplify the whole thing. So I said, well, I'm going to think of three things and I love these kind of conversations because they go off on tangents. We are going to retain it here and not go off on many tangents. So my three were, and I've written them down. So one of the first things that hits me most, I think, about 2020 and what we've taken out of it, and me on a very personal level, is less is more. And I think the difference here for me is that we're in a very fortunate position. Thank you, Dave's Prime some water. Um, we're in a very fortunate position that we... Uh, had the opportunity to buy our own house this year and you know live the lifestyle that we've chosen and one thing I have removed from that statement by the way is we're lucky we're not lucky we work very goddamn hard for it but the other part of that is that we don't need so much stuff and I think how that I for me how that really formed itself particularly from the house was it is about getting the basics right which goes back to what you said it starts from within so if your foundation isn't right so if your self-esteem your self-worth your the way that you self-communicate the way that you narrate your life if that isn't stable that's the bit you've got to work on so less is more less you know less time reading social media more to but quality De but debbie also in business it's it's much better to do one or two things world class than be average at seven or eight. Yeah, that's true. So, so you can apply this directly to your own company, to whoever your client or customer is. You know, what is it that you're trying to do better than everybody else? And then just go and own that space. Yeah, and I think the difference here is remember, you know, what Dave said when he opened this is, yes, we can. That is the thing that has happened globally, 100%. globally across the world. And, you know, the whatever word you want to attach, prefix it, pivot or whatever, the reality of it is that a whole globe, a whole globe, changed pretty much between 24 and 48 hours of getting people out of environments that were healthy or um, good for them and got people working with companies that had said for years decades we can't have people working from the home and they did it so but they, here's the health warning right there because oh. i don't i don't want us to, to keep to keep going on about that switch of working from the professional and office environment to the home environment because i think there's risks now those leaders and those managers who were forced to do that, the question I want to ask them is, have you learned your lessons? Yeah. Right, because here's one of the cliches I still hear companies talking about today, despite the fact that this has happened. Oh, um, so-and-so just isn't working as hard as everybody else. They're not available as much as everybody else. You know, and, and if you were in the office, it was, 
who's first in, who's last leaving. And I've got to say, in 2021, what on earth has that got to do with someone's capability? But it goes back to less is more, yeah, doesn't it? Correct. Because if if you can do your job and you're paid for 40 hours and you do a good job in 30 hours, go you. And as a business and as an owner and as a, an employer, we should all be embracing that. You know, we know that people will work more effectively. Parkinson's time law, all of these things. So less is more is one of my big it's takeaways. Huge. And remember, it's a direct business application. Yeah, it is. Direct business application and apply it in your personal life as well. You know, people... How, how many people do you know, Debbie, that are in business and are struggling with delegation? struggling with developing talent to take on that delegation, struggling to develop automation and systems to take on that delegation or to take those tasks away, struggling with a process of elimination of things that everyone's doing that adds no value to the process of why the business exists. That's how big less is more is. I also want to just add, going back to what you just said about the less is more, the less is more about is stop glorifying busyness. Stop saying that being busy is a sign of, you know, um, emotional health and wealth. It isn't. It's a direct opposite. If you are too busy, you're either not being effective or productive. And we've talked about this in several other, other episodes as well. So feel free to go back to season two. But for me, less is more means that you are being more focused, more aware and more in tune to competency, skill and application. So, Debbie, another observation. Yes. The common language in an organization comes from the top. Yeah. So when people say, I'm so busy, it probably didn't start at the person that said it. That's somebody somewhere else, probably at the board, declaring how busy they are. And the shadow of the leader, right? Those who are watching the shadow of the leader when the leader's not looking are saying similar things back to connect. And before we know it, Everyone is using the same common language. And by the way, it's all hot air. I still believe as a coach, saying you're so, bu you're so busy, you're either doing one or two things. And maybe ask yourself before 2021 starts, do you do a bit of this? Saying I'm so busy is either covering your own behind, hmm. so people think you're busy, um, or it's a lack of focus. You don't really know what your number one focus should be. Or it's being a bit overwhelmed too. Yeah, it could, yeah, could be, be overwhelmed, overwhelmed yeah. and you know, you don't, you're scared of saying no. And I think this, it's very complex, but I think Completely, you just gotta yeah. be careful that you, if you are saying to yourself, start from within, if you are saying to yourself, you know, I'm so busy, I can't do, ask yourself why, what are you really busy on? Because if 2020 is taught us something is that we don't need all of these hundred and million distractions and we should be more bored. Being bored is healthy. I think that's, it's There's a podcast bored. right there. I should write that down. Number two, Debbie, what is it? Uh, number two is family plus effort. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so this for me is really important. So I think one of the things that, um 2020 has taught us is that um you know saying your family is important is all good and well brilliant well done everybody ticking the box but the reality of it is to get your family to work is effort it makes conscious effort to do something therefore 
any relationship, prefix this with relationships. Relationships take effort. They take time for you to put something into without reciprocal desire, without having an expectation that somebody's going to give you something back. And I think to me, this, this fits into balance. And I think 2020 it kind of sits into what we've just been talking about as well. But it is about understand there is no work-life balance. It's life balance. And having the ability to understand how you create that balance is your choice. It goes back to the very first statement. Yes, we can. And it all starts from within. Let me put the business slant on that, Debbie. Okay. So family and effort. So fa family is usually a word you find in a company that talks about their culture being a family. The trouble is when you are using it like that, you've got to have a process for culture. You've got to have a process for working what the, the foundational blocks of what that culture is to bring that family to life. And therefore that takes effort. effort. So it takes two things. Yeah, it takes investment. It takes time. And that's two separate things and yeah. money. And it takes uh, time. And then it takes leadership commitment to see it through in its design phase and bringing it to life. So that's a great call out for business too. What's number three, Debbie? Intentionality. And I think this probably underlines all of the, the above as such. Um, but for me, I think the thing I take away more so from this year than many other years is when you are intentional with thought, with action, um, it creates it creates what you desire. <clears throat> and I think that's really important for me. I think being more intentional, being aware, am I intending to do this or am I just doing it for the sake of it? I think asking yourself, what is your intentionality in every action that you take and getting better at that? Thoughts, actions and feelings. Mm -hmm. You've got to put the feelings filters into the first two parts once you've done them. Yeah, because a feeling is what a desire is. A desire is not an intelligent thought. A desire is the product of that thought. It's a product of that action. And the other thing that we've learned, and I, I've been lucky enough to know this for many years, but because of the people I've met throughout the years, that intentionality, particularly, has to be an all-out commitment. You've got to do it. You won't find out the rewards until you do. No. Stationary, you can be as intentional as you like in your thinking. Stationary, you won't get anywhere. Yeah. So I suppose intentionality is about, it goes back to that kind of compound improvement. Even if it's a tiny micro improvement, it's still with intention. And it's intention to gain the, the larger goal, whatever that might be. But actually, if you've got a goal or a desire or a want, going back to what you just said, is break that down into something that you can do every single day that compounds up to that. So the focus is never, you know, one of the things we're doing in Door Dream Club is talking about persistence and consistency in the practice. We don't even talk about the outcome. The outcome is what the individual is working on. But the activity we do collectively is the practice. And this is the doing every single day and building up to that. And I think that's the bit that we, you know, go back to the ball bit, going back to less is more. Uh, talking about effort with the family, all of these things, they all tie into the same thing. You know, it's, it's, I think 2020 for us, um, 
it's been a, a good year. It's been a year where, you know, we've been very, very fortunate that we haven't lost anybody. We're not grieving at this moment's time. Absolutely. And some people are, you know, some people's lives have been hugely transformed. And for me, grief is, you know, one of these things that you never dismiss and you can never tell somebody how they're feeling. Um, and it doesn't go away. You learn to grow and live and embrace the grief. Um, and that takes a long time. A long long time so anybody who is going through that then again we would be happy to help and have a conversation i'd like to add two to your list okay well um, no, not my list your list no for the list of the podcast okay all right <laughs> uh, one is about mindfulness and well-being uh, and i'm making a little bit of a plea here and, I, and this was a great conversation with 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 karen in a previous episode i think it is going to be a vital ingredient for leaders around the world next year to get this right and get rid of token gestures. Yeah. As the pandemic eases and becomes more, like you said about 10 minutes ago, part of normal life, people are going to need system support, real conversations. Um, the other bit about that, because in that same box is uh, gentlemen, men out there in the world who listen to this, we've got a problem. 84% of suicides are men. Yeah. And I think we've got to talk about that more as, as, as men in the world. And I'm, I'm doing it by mentioning it today. I was telling Debbie about it earlier on this afternoon. And I think we've got to be available. And I find this rugby brand, sports clothing, that uh, is all loose heads. It's all about that. What got my attention was a rugby legend was on an advert, Jonathan Davis, who played rugby league and rugby union at world-class level. He was wearing the jersey, and I wanted to know why. And, uh, and it's about men becoming more comfortable talking about where they're at in their heads. This match, macho man version of the last however many years, it actually needs to go, Debbie. There's a time to be strong. There's a time to be resilient, right? Mm -hmm. But not at the expense of your own mental health. And I think we've got to create space for that. The second one is equality. Now, the amount of people I've heard in the last six months say the following sentence. Are you ready, Debbie? I'm ready. You're not going to like it. No, probably not. Right? I'm not racist, but... And I need to pause for a moment because we could go off a whole tangent with that language linguistically. And even if the person was attempting to make an effort to say that they don't see prejudice, but they've used the wrong words to express it. What I want to say today is, in 2021, quality is going to require skill improvement. Because half the time, people offend somebody because they say it wrong. Yeah. Now, let me give you an example. I did that six years ago. <clears throat> when the world was all obsessed about women in leadership, I upset a table at a, dinner, at a, a big event. I was asked, what do I think about women in leadership? And I said, leadership should be all-encompassing no matter what sex or gender you are, and it should be based on pure leadership principles and rules. And it didn't go down very well, did it? And what I was actually attempting to say, I didn't get a chance to do it, lack of skill, right? Was that why are we creating sexual difference as a leadership ingredient? Yeah. Why are we creating pay difference by not having a set of rules on how you pay people that are the same no matter who it is that gets the job? Because that's what creates the pay gender gap. Why do you allow an employee in your business, equality, right? Yeah to come to an interview that you've gone to market to hire and you're trying to do them over on salary. 
do you really want that person to work for you? And you shouldn't be surprised when they find out they're paid less than everybody else. I mean, tell me what is the good in that scenario? And I can I can give you countless examples, and we, I'm sure everybody can, yeah, yeah. where they know people who've been through that process. The person hiring can end that problem straight away by paying what's right, not what's the cheapest. So equality requires skill, whether it's about your race, your kin, your sexuality, and all those other things, or whether it's to do with the pay gap. It's about skill improvement because those who've got the chance today to make it better, they just should. I was reading um, Corporate Rebels recently, and I loved what they did with Patagonia. Great company. Great, great company. And, and go go look into that. It's a whole other podcast there too. He's looking at what Patagonia does and companies like that who commit money to the calls they say they care about. You know, Patagonia takes their Black Friday sales revenue and every year puts it behind a cause to do with fixing something in the earth or the environment or, or to create disturbance or unrest or to bring things to the global agenda of politics to save the planet and more. So they're not worried about how much they should be paying you or whether they talk down your wages. And they too will be working to a budget. So I think equality takes skill. And then my, my personal one, Debbie, is going to come back to intentionality for you because it's the same as me. I am still going to commit myself to a journey of becoming the better version of myself from the inside out. Back to you. Oh, I suppose it's like a mic drop because what do I say there? Uh, <clears throat> so what we really want to do was create some brain fodder yeah. uh, for you to digest over to really start to think about your own reflections and reviews of this year. It's a really, really great conversation. Um, and even if you're having that conversation with yourself, it's still a great one. Write it down. Um, the way that you do it in a timeline is a brilliant way of doing it. I started doing it just so that we could actually not miss any of the points because you do forget, you know, we live in the moment so much, which is partly important, but also sometimes you do have to take that time to reflect and review of what's happened. So from a business perspective, you should be doing it a lot more. But I actually think the more aware we are, the better we become as people. Now, with your permission, Debbie, uh, I just want to let people know with intentionality yes. about RLC in 2021. Go for it. So there's a couple of things. I'm going to be in concise as possible. Um, we are going to be focusing on two things next year. One is if you're a coach or a consultant that is looking for world-class product to put your clients through, then you've got to talk to us. Ask us about our framework, our coaching wheel, our sales wheel products. We are building tools for consultants and coaches to use all over the world to deliver the purpose of their coaching business. That's number one. Second thing is that we're also looking to talk to corporate clients who are serious about putting a real trackable coaching ethos at the heart of how you build leadership capability. So both of those things are things that we're going to be really intentional about and to boot we have got a brilliant diversity program to help people answer these problems, Debbie, about equality, mindfulness and well-being and improving skill that's coming in the very first quarter. And if you're running a company, you should be talking to us about that. 
And then what we wanted to do as well was to make sure our platforms are easily accessible. So we're going to be focusing on our website present and our uh, handles will change. So just for reference from January the 1st, as of tomorrow, um, you'll see us at rlc-global.com on everything. So uh, anything you need to know about us as a business will be on the website and you can contact us through that. You may see a little bit less in some of the social media elements, but from the work that we're doing and our own reflections and being intentional that less is more and also that the family and relationships and effort that we're going to put in is going to be even higher than already is that 2021 is a really exciting year for RLC. And if 2020 has left you in a place of being uncertain, talk to us RLC Global about becoming clear and gaining clarity on your future through our framework product or speak to one of our consult teams and ask them to take you through the same process, the framework product, which will give you clarity, not just for next year, but for the next 24 months and with a five and seven year exit strategy for you and your company. So, so our stuff. final wrap up as well is we, this is the last episode for season three, perfectly timed for the close of the year. Season four is going to be super exciting. So while we made a commitment right at the beginning of season three, that we were going to bring all our guests back and we were going to see some of the transitions, changes, things that they'd implemented, things that have gone well, things that are completely bummed out. Um, so we're going to be having those conversations with everybody over the next few months and bring those to you as well. So we will be having January off in the podcast world, but we'll be um, sharing some of the highlights of the ones that have gone past in the past three seasons. And then we'll be bringing you from February season four. So really exciting. So this has been Double D Do Business. Let's just reflect that 2020 was the year we all learned to say, yes, we can. And let's take that attitude into 2021. And as the year gets better gradually after the first quarter and the world hopefully settles into some type of summer rhythm, let's keep practicing what we've learned and apply that lesson to anything new that comes your way. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. You've been listening to the Double D Do Business Podcast, brought to you by RLC and sponsored by CoachPad, the coaching tool built for you by coaches for coaches. If you would like any assistance or help for what you've heard today, please feel free to get in touch with us at info at rlc-global.com. That's info at rlc-global.com and we would be delighted to hear from you. Wishing you every success with your learning.